This is my memoir. It's titled Junkies. What does an attic look like? We often think they are junkies sitting on the edge of a busted up sidewalk on the bad part of town. We think of someone stumbling around after shooting up heroin in a public restroom. We think of people in movies that look grimy and gross. Someone who has a problem that they don't care about fixing. People we wouldn't want to come in contact with. People we believe that we're better than because we aren't sitting on the busted up sidewalk looking for our next fix. But the truth is, someone who abuses drugs could be the person behind you in the line at the grocery store. Or the person who works down the hall from you. Or the bank teller at your bank. That person might even be someone you're very close to. And you may never know until the world comes crashing all around you. You might wonder to yourself, how did I not know? But sometimes you're just caught up in the person and all the things you do with them. You might be caught up in the love the two of you have for each other. It could completely come out of nowhere for you. And I learned that sometimes things like that just blindside you. My boyfriend Pierce has the bluest eyes I've ever seen. They're as blue as the sky on a crisp autumn day. When he's excited, it seems that they get even bluer. He's caring towards me and others, and as cliched as it sounds, he would give you the shirt on his back. I know people always say that when describing someone they love and care about, but in this case, it's true. He loves to have deep conversations about social media, religion, government, and people. I could sit all day and listen to him, if I could. There are days you would never know he's addicted to benzodiazepines and opioids. I would never know that he constantly craves these little white pills that make him feel better. You would never, you would just never know that he was fighting these demons every day. You just wouldn't. It's hard for me to admit Pierce has a problem, but I know it's there. It's like having a cockroach infestation in your house. You see one of those roaches and you know it's a big problem, but sometimes it's easier to pretend it's not there, just to move on. There will be days when he can't get out of bed or even hug me. These days are the hardest. I hate seeing him like that. Pierce was using those little white pills when I had first met him. But he tapered off slowly. I was thrilled. I thought we could put all of that past us and we could move on. I thought I'd never have to see those stupid life-changing pills ever again. However, I didn't know how addicts worked. They don't suddenly lose the cravings for their escape. For me, I like to think of it as if someone told me to stop reading. My brain would never stop craving the way a book felt in my hands or the way the words took me out of my own life. I would always want it. And that's how Pierce felt. He would always want them too. After Pierce stopped using the first time, I crafted this city of playing cards in my head that I thought would hold forever. This notion that I would never have to see those days where he couldn't get out of bed or function without getting high. Unfortunately, cities made out of playing cards don't last forever. People who are clean for a little bit don't last. On August 14th of this year, my life and relationship changed forever. I sat in Panera Bread patiently waiting for Pierce to come back to the table. He had been in the restroom for a while, and I was starting to get concerned. Something was off. 
Finally, he appeared and everything seemed fine. Or maybe I was just telling myself that it was. I will never forget where we were when Pierce closed those blue eyes and his lips turned blue and purple and his face drained of all color. His lips were slightly parted and he began to drool. We were nearing the Tylersville exit on I-75 when I tapped him. Pierce, babe, get up. I pushed him. Nothing. Come on, babe, it's time to get up. Nothing. That's when I flew up the exit ramp towards the massive parking lot at Myers. Everything that came next was a blur. I remember dialing 911 and telling the lady on the other end that Pierce was having a medical emergency. Tell me what's going on, the operator said in a voice that reflected how she had said that line over and over every day. His lips are blue and purple, I wailed, tears blurring my vision. Is his chest rising and falling? No, I screamed. All right, well, I'm going to need you to calm down and try to help him. I won't forget her saying that because I didn't know how to stay calm. I'd wondered if she had ever been watching someone she cared about die in the passenger seat of her car. The ambulance is on its way, she said when I didn't answer. When the paramedics arrived, they surrounded him. One of them came over and started asking me questions. Then he walked back over to where Pierce was laying on the blacktop at the end of the parking lot. He looked like a shell of himself. And I kept getting yelled at for being too close to the circle of paramedics. But I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Miss, your boyfriend overdosed. We administered Narcan and we're going to be taking him to the hospital. The paramedic told me. Had I heard that right? I thought he was clean. I thought everything was okay. I looked at Pierce on the gurney. He looked at me. Tired eyes. Babe, I'm sorry, he said in a tired sounding voice. A police officer named Margaret came to see what was happening and she searched my car. And then she said something that sticks with me. I know it's hard, but everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. I was angry, upset. I had felt betrayed. But I knew she was right. I wouldn't stop loving Pierce. It wasn't fair to dump him in his time of need, even if people thought I was crazy. In fact, this is the first time I've ever told anybody. I felt slightly embarrassed by it, but I know things happen. Almost two months have passed since that fateful day when I almost lost my boyfriend. He's in rehab now and working hard to remain clean, not only for me, but for himself as well. That day changed the both of our lives forever. It's been hard to get over. I still find myself worrying about whether or not he's using or if he's going to overdose again. Pierce isn't a junkie who is stumbling around in the city. A lot of those junkies didn't get the second chance that Margaret was talking about. So just remember, they deserve a second chance too. Since then, I've become more understanding towards people who struggle with drug addictions. They need someone to believe in them, and it's hard to overcome. But I believe in Pierce, and he showed me that it takes just a second chance to triumph over an addiction.